Hello, hello, Callan here again with another disclaimer. So, as I said on our last episode, we recorded a couple episodes that just never got posted before our accidental hiatus last year, and this is the second one of those. So, in this episode, you'll actually hear me talk about the beginning of Game of Thrones, and in our wrap-up of 2022... I mentioned that I had just finished the series, so you're getting both perspectives there, and we hit a lot of other good topics as well, so again, just wanted to let you know that some of our commentary is a little bit out of date at this point, but there's still some fun topics that we hope you enjoy, so thanks for listening. Let's get right into it now. Welcome to Pop Culture. On the rocks. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Pop Culture on the Rocks. I'm Anna, and I'm here with Callan, my co-host, as always. I apologize in advance for any (laughs) panting or crying that you hear in the background. I have a husky who is very vocal, so... I apologize for that. <laughs> Flynn and Minnie just wanting to be the guest stars. That's right. Today. They just wanted to give their input on everything. <laughs> but how are you doing, Callan? Doing just fine. Thank you. Happy to be here talking about more pop culture as always and enjoying a nice beverage. The best of times. <laughs> what else can you ask for? That's right. What are you having to sip on today? Well, I'll mention it since I rarely, actually never have done this, so (laughs) I don't know why I was trying to make it like a thing. Hopefully it will be, but I went to a champagne tasting earlier in the evening, Mm, so very enjoyed a few different... Yes, actually none of it was technically champagne, because you know it has to be from champagne to be considered champagne, but it was all sparkling wines, if you will, so fun to try them all, have a few like small bites with it, and learn a little bit more about each one and what is classified as like a Prosecco, that kind of thing, so that was fun. Um, And then now I'm having a high noon um, seltzer, so I... And Anna and I, I mean, (laughs) we've tried many a seltzer on (laughs) this podcast. And for the most part, I just don't really like them that much Mm -hmm. because they all have that flavor. Yes. We all know what I'm talking about. (laughs) But I will say, I feel like High Noon is maybe the first one I've had that doesn't have that flavor to me. Mm -hmm. So this is. I would say the best one. Like, I don't really like White Claw, that kind of thing. But these I would get. So, just recommend trying that. Um, and I have the pineapple flavor. So, yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. Sounds like it. Well, I'm having a mocktail. I'm, you know, in my younger years, I enjoy <laughs> a nice vodka soda or nice cranberry vodka. So... I'm having a Sprite mixed with cranberry. Now, I know they have cranberry Sprite. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) This is the pure form. Yes, exactly. I mean, you wouldn't be a bartender if you just served, you know, the pre-made drinks. Like, what's up with that? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I didn't want to fully commit to, like, a whole thing of cranberry Sprite. Yeah. Want to change it up, so... 
it, that's the tricky part, though, is getting the ratio correct. If you mm. want just a hint of cranberry, like... Like a mimosa. Right. <laughs> yeah, how true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Depends uh-huh. on how heavy-handed you get, so... It was a little bit of trial and error, but we figured it out, so... How do you feel about, yeah, your proportion that you have? It's pretty good. I had to do it... I had to try it a couple of different times. The coloring wasn't exactly what I wanted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I it was an indicator... Okay, yes. got to put a little bit more of this, a <laughs> little bit more of that, you know, all that fun stuff. It's all trial and error. It totally is. Get it. it really is. With any, with any drink that you're mixing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, what else have you been consuming as far as media? Um, so I don't know if this is out of left field or not. But we love it. <laughs> we love that. <laughs> There is, it's all left field. Everything we watch is out of left field. Yeah. I actually started Game of Thrones, which Anna mm-hmm. knows this, but yeah, I'm very late to the game. I think it ended a couple years ago, so <laughs> I feel like everybody on earth has heard of Game of Thrones, even if you have never seen it. Yeah. But our friend Ben, who was on the podcast... He and I have said for probably like six years that we were going to watch the first episode of Game of Thrones together um, because we had both just not ever started it. He owns the first two seasons on DVD. We don't live in the same town, so that kind of like put it off. And then we would talk about sometimes, but we just like weren't in the mood or ready to maybe commit to the show. Um, but we finally did it. We actually have now watched the first two seasons. We're a couple episodes into season three at this point. It is good. It's really hard for me to say, like, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) It's kind of a weird experience watching it because maybe it's because it's all done, but I don't feel like I'm watching it from a perspective of like, uh, oh, I hope they do this. Like, even though I've seen two seasons, it's almost like I don't have an opinion. It's more of like, I am just waiting to see what is next, if that makes sense. Yeah. So that has been kind of different that I'm almost just like, I feel like I'm watching someone else's show. It's like, <laughs> I don't feel ownership of yeah. like comment, commenting on it. I understand that. I feel like there's stuff I've watched that I would feel the same way. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a weird <laughs> experience, but... That's how it is. And yeah, the first season, I was like, okay, I'm actually like keeping up with everyone because I've just always heard that like it's just so many characters and storylines to keep up with. I didn't feel that way in the first season. Season two, it definitely started getting like that. So I'm assuming it's just going to keep building. But it has been fun to like watch with someone else. I almost feel like this is a show you have to watch with somebody else to help like answer questions or explain you know if like one person understands what's going on the other one doesn't or maybe like you can remind them who this person is and vice versa yeah so I definitely think you need like a buddy (laughs) to watch it with yeah and it's just as graphic as as they say so well there you go be be warned I will I will say it's it's the most graphic piece of content I've probably ever seen. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's not like I've just seen a ton, like, of graphic stuff. But, you know, I have seen my fair share of, like, violence. This, I would say, is some of the most graphic violence. 
And then nudity, from a nudity standpoint, I think it's <laughs> top tier. Yeah. But I feel like it has that reputation. Yeah. Too, so. I don't think that surprises anyone. Yeah. <laughs> You're almost desensitized to it at a certain point, which I don't know if that's good. But that's I think that's with everything. Yeah. He and I both said it's surprising to us that it was like mainstream because this just doesn't feel like something that like everyone would be watching. Yeah. Like even aside from the graphic nature, like the actual plot and like time, you know, frame, like the setting just doesn't seem like it would be like what everybody's watching on TV. Somehow it it was. Um, so that's interesting. But yeah, I would love to know uh, who our Game of Thrones fans are out there because... I'm just now entering that world, but I know <laughs> a lot of people love it. Yeah, I feel like I, I kind of thought the same thing about that show because I knew it was obviously like a series, a book series, but I just mm-hmm. assumed that not many people read the books. Oh, yeah. I still don't know how many people that watched the show actually read the book. Yeah. I mean, good for them. They they made it a... It really was like a cultural phenomenon for a while. It was, and... I remember when the last season came out, which apparently made everyone mad. So I have that to look forward yeah. to. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Woo. You can form your own opinion. Yeah. I'll, I, yeah. I just remember like so many people I knew were watching it and I really did feel like I'm missing out on like a cultural moment. Yeah. Like for everyone sure. is watching this finale, but it was too late <laughs> at that point. <laughs> I felt the same way. It's fun to be a part of those cultural moments like we're all watching this together we can all react but that just didn't happen for me (laughs) yeah I don't really know if there's really been especially a tv show that I've seen it live like with people that it was like a really big deal I don't know I would have to think about that I don't have one off the top of my head I mean I'm sure it was like when I was growing up because after that I didn't watch a lot of live tv yeah Aside from, like, a reality show, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's true. that's kind of a different thing. I mean, I I remember watching American Idol finales a lot. <laughs> Those were important. <laughs> they were. But, yeah, a show coming to an end is a different experience to watch live. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I... I don't know. That's kind of a fun moment to experience with people. Yeah. Yeah, because I was trying to think. I was... Yeah, that show. And I was thinking, like, shows that have been out for... That were out for a long time, like Friends, I didn't watch live. Yeah. Or Lost, Lost, we didn't didn't, watch live. I I was just thinking of, like, Um, finales that people, like, even, like, How I Met Your Mother, I don't think I watched the last season until later. Yeah, that was already over when I watched that. Did you ever finish The Sopranos? No, I've been wanting to. And we have HBO Max, so I can now. At At the point that I was watching it, it was on Hulu. And then it got taken off of Hulu because HBO Max came into mm-hmm. the stream world. So now mm-hmm. I have access to it again. Um, I just haven't. I only watched like the first three episodes, I think. So it's not really oh, okay. <laughs> worth anything. But yeah, I didn't didn't watch that live or even like The Office. I didn't watch that finale live. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll probably think of something later. We can talk about the next episode. <laughs> Yeah, we'll come back to it because I think that would be interesting to talk about. I don't know because it's just like a moment in time like you remember. But obviously whatever it was didn't really stick with us. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Yeah. 
Well, what have you been consuming recently? It's something that I've been watching for a while and I've been meaning to talk about, but I haven't mentioned it. Um, it's called Behind the Attraction on Disney+. Plus. And if you are a Disney Parks person, then I think you would really enjoy it. Even if you aren't a Disney Parks person, I find it very interesting. It's a documentary s- series and each episode is about a different ride or attraction at a Disney park. Uh, and so they'll t- kind of talk about the history of it, maybe like who came up with the ideas, some crazy stories that they have, or like different rumors that they have about it, something like that. Like for example, Callan and I have actually been to Disneyland together and we actually didn't ride this ride, but the Matterhorn is like one of the older rides that's been there, I think since opening day. And there's always been a rumor that there was a basketball court inside the Matterhorn and people just, I think, like, heard it in passing from cast members or something like that. And you find out in the show that it actually is there. And, like, they show you, oh. like, footage of it and stuff. So it's fun. Yeah. Like, little, like, tidbits and stuff about that. So if you're really interested in theme parks or Disney or engineering or <laughs> um, yeah. storytelling, any of that kind of stuff, that series is super interesting. Hit me up because I love talk about that kind of stuff. So it was fun. There, There's that one. And then the Imagineering story, I think is what it's called, is also on Disney Plus And it's similar kind of a documentary kind of talking about different engineers who've worked on different things and stuff like that. And um, both of them are very entertaining. So... Highly recommend for all you Disney people out there. Well, how interesting. I, yeah, I love learning about the rides. Like when I, uh, we were at Disney recently for a work thing. Um, every night after we would ride a ride, we would look up the YouTube video of how the ride works. And it's just fascinating. <laughs> yeah, that is. Of course, like the most iconic ride, the Matterhorn, was under like refurbishment. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's funny because yeah that was the first time we had been to Disneyland and I went to Disneyland last year without Callan unfortunately it wasn't nearly as fun I will say that (laughs) well thank you (laughs) but the Matterhorn was back so we rode the Matterhorn and for anyone who's ever ridden the Matterhorn I've never been to the chiropractor before but that did me in that (laughs) ride was like very oh gosh jerky and I think it's an, oh. it's an intentionally jerky, I would say, probably. Um, okay. The theming is really cute, but mm-hmm. the ride itself, I don't know if I would go on it again, because it was just like, <laughs> I, I want to say I felt like a cat in a bag or whatever, but that's probably inhumane to say. But that's kind of <laughs> how I felt, just kind of like tossed all over the place. And I'm like, is this normal? Like, what? I thought they refurbished this. Yeah. <laughs> was this intentional? Yeah. That's I think really it kind funny. of felt like... The mouse, you know, that there's mouse rides, uh, like at the fair. Yeah, where it's like, uh, uh, yeah, like they cut yeah. the corners really quickly. That's kind of what yeah. it felt like, and I don't Ow. like those. No, I'll ride anything okay. else, but yeah, yeah. So well, good I to think know. of all the rides that we missed, I feel like it's not a big deal <laughs> that we missed that one. Great. Well, I just always thought, oh, it's gonna be like Expedition Everest, you know, because oh. it looks like that. Oh my no, gosh, really not at all. Yeah, not at all. Expedition Everest is supreme in my mind good i'm glad yeah we okay we didn't miss anything crazy so. <laughs> yeah i'm sure there's some disneyland diehards who will disagree but i'm sorry 
other things were good, but Disneyland was its own experience. It really was. It's such a different world, which I mean, that's yeah. Disney World, but that's like <laughs> our home park because it's somewhat close to us and we've been there mm-hmm. more often. But yeah, it's definitely a different yeah. vibe for sure. Very different vibe. You can do it all in a day. Absolutely no problem. Yeah hit everything you want for the most part each park a day but yeah i mean you i i think it was like six or seven o'clock and we're like all right well we've done everything like we're just hanging around yeah i think we probably just like got drinks and like walked around for a little bit which was nice it's nice to have it a little bit more chill but yeah it was just kind of interesting and then anyone who's going and thinks oh i can hang out in anaheim no (laughs) there's absolutely nothing to do (laughs) yeah unless you're doing a theme park i mean yeah that's all there is like don't think oh i'll hang out in the city for a day no there's because like orlando i love orlando there's just so much to do so many cute like shops and restaurants cafes all that stuff yeah Yeah. there we we did not have a good (laughs) we didn't have a good rest day we had a good breakfast And then the rest of the day, yeah. we were like, oh, let's go shopping. And it's like, okay, let's just go back to downtown Disney because. Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah. yeah, it was like the little convenience store where we bought water <laughs> That's and right. like, soda. Yeah. And. Which LA water is a completely different uh, topic. Don't but. even get us started. <laughs> the LA water is nasty. Um, <laughs> that was our entertainment, like was figuring out what was wrong with their water. <laughs> Um, but we saw an abandoned outdoor mall. Like there were like two stores still there. And this is pre-COVID. So. Oh yeah. This was just like, how is this even in existence still? (laughs) Super, super. But it was like, it wasn't even, I don't know. It was just, it felt like a ghost town. Like you didn't see other people. Right. It was very, very strange. Yeah. It felt, it felt a little, I don't know twilight zone or something yeah yeah <laughs> a little eerie yeah. But yeah so just our two cents on anaheim <laughs> yeah just to go on with a little tangent here but we like to talk about our travels so we do which we have a big trip coming up so we're excited to talk to y'all about that whenever that Woo! happens get excited whoop, whoop. <laughs> we will talk about it whether it's related to pop culture or not because <laughs> We're so excited. Yes. But, and it'll be a great, amazing race reason. So, Ooh, that's true. Do you have one, by the way? So I do have one. I would say we are not easily embarrassed. Hmm. And I think that is really good when you're going to be on TV, possibly <laughs> failing at... <laughs> Very true. At challenges. Hopefully we will only succeed, but there's always ups and downs you know, right. that you have to prepare There's for. always a building challenge somewhere. <laughs> yes, yes. And that, we have said, will be our challenge, and that's yeah. okay. But yeah, we, I don't know. Like, I know for me, when I was younger, I would definitely cared a lot about what people think, which I think most kids and teenagers go through that, but... I was definitely more reserved because I was just afraid of, like, being judged and didn't think people would, like, get my humor or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Pretty much all things fabricated in my mind, but that's how it goes. As I've gotten older and in some cases been forced to talk to people, whether I know them or not, and otherwise just, like, you know, you have practice just being yourself and... 
maybe it's the older you get you just care less what people think but i feel like we're not afraid to like look dumb like ask a question yeah and and of course there's always like caveats so it's not to say oh we just never get embarrassed and you know sure. obviously everybody to a certain extent cares what people think and that kind of thing but i would say like you know if if there's something in our daily lives that we want to do then we'll do it and don't really care if someone else thinks it's weird or doesn't get it so yeah i just feel like that will bode well for us on the race because that can just hold you back if you do feel that way and it keeps you from having fun and no matter what we want to have a good time absolutely good reason thank you All right, so I guess we can move on to the main topic of our episode. Once again, I am talking about a MTV special that is also on Paramount Plus. That's kind of been my trend. This I think this is my last installment for now to talk about. Um, (laughs) But we love the MTV. Yeah, we do. It's a guilty pleasure. And actually, for all you Challenge fans out there, All-Star Season 3 just started pretty recently. So I have not started watching it yet, but it is on the agenda. So today we're talking about Are You the One? A-Y-T-O for short. (laughs) Is that what the cool kids call it? That is. It is. I've seen that before. So Okay. All right. (laughs) And I'll just say, unlike Callan, I'm not into the bachelor the bachelorette Mm. all that stuff Mm. i don't watch Mm -hmm. a ton of like what do you call that romantic relationship reality shows i don't (laughs) i don't know i don't y'all know the genre (laughs) yeah you know what we're talking about i Mm. don't consume a whole lot of it i do watch love is blind and i have watched a season of love island but i have not kept up with it so i think that maybe the only ones it's just funny to me that out of all those shows you have watched love island (laughs) yeah i feel like that's on the trashier scale (laughs) that's kind of how i feel as well i mean it was enjoyable (laughs) and i i enjoyed the cast um yeah yeah i did watch for love or money back in the day on whatever network that was okay but yeah anyway are you the one i feel like is my kind of romantic relationship show because it also has a competitive element so i like you know everybody's here for the drama mtv you're only here for the drama really Mm -hmm. uh but i do like the strategy which is interesting so i'll get to that later but the show premiered in 2014 and currently it has eight seasons plus a spinoff and i'm a little unsure if the show's alive anymore (laughs) i kind of get the impression that it's canceled basically there was a very significant controversy that happened in season five and from i haven't checked paramount plus recently but i from last i've seen season five isn't even on paramount plus and that kind of halted their recordings of any further seasons was because there was production tampering and an assault allegation and some very serious things going on so oh wow so from my understanding the show has been on halt ever since 
I didn't realize they had even had that many seasons to begin with. Yeah, I didn't either. Whenever I first watched it, I was like, I feel like they probably have maybe three seasons. And no, that's yeah. not the case. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so basically the, the entire show is a matchmaking experiment for people who, quote, suck at relationships to find <laughs> their perfect match. And your perfect match is decided by you know they take it's kind of like love is blind I guess you know they take all these different tests and there's matchmakers and psychologists who all consult trying to figure out who's your perfect match Mm -hmm. and so the goal is there are 20 people so 10 men 10 women and you have 10 weeks to find 10 perfect matches so everybody has to find their perfect match and if you do, but the group wins a million dollars to split. And at the time, that was the largest cash prize in MTV history. Not really the case anymore, like if you watch the challenge. <laughs> but at the time, like in season one, that was a big deal. The environment is basically a huge party house. There is one giant bed for all 20 people. <laughs> lots of partying, <laughs> lots of drinking. You know, lots of fights, hooking up in the boom room, as they say. (laughs) The boom, Uh, boom room. Boom, boom room. Right. There's always one of those. It's true. You've got to have one. People just can't (laughs) go without it unless it's too hot to handle. (laughs) So, yeah, basically that's kind of the theme of the entire show throughout any season. They have, um, it kind of changes from season to season, but basically you have these couples, they meet And there's ongoing drama, of course, that maybe these people, this guy and this girl really like each other. And then they find out that they're not their perfect match. And so there's drama because maybe they won't split up and find other people or one of them will do that. And the other one doesn't want to find other people. That whole drama, people fighting over different multiple people liking the same person you know, all those things. Towards the beginning of the show, like the first season is a very good season, I would say. Basically, they had like little, <laughs> maybe like, uh, like early Big Brother-esque types of challenges, not super intense. <laughs> um, some of them more sexual in nature. Um, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. So, whoever wins the challenge gets, like, a getaway date so they can choose someone to go out on. Usually, it's, like, two or three couples that will go on a getaway date. And then the rest of the house chooses between those three couples who goes into the truth booth. Loving the rhyme. Right? They're loving it. Yeah, they're good at it. So, the truth booth is whoever the house votes in to. And it's the only way to find out for sure if you are or are not a perfect match. Mm. Yes, very intense. So (laughs) there's a lot of hype when you get to the truth booth, you know, very, Mm -hmm. there's a few commercial breaks in there, those kinds of things. (laughs) Intense music, (laughs) all that stuff. So... Then every week they have a matching ceremony. So like one week the men will choose the women that they want to be their match. And then the next week the women will choose the men. And there are beams of light. And one beam represents one perfect match. When you get 10 beams, that means that you've won. 
the million dollars. Ah. Yeah. So, and so by having the bean, you don't know who is the perfect match. You just know that you have that, however, that many number out of your 20 people or out of your 10 couples. So you get a beam if you both choose each other? Yes. So let's say like you and I are a perfect match. I choose you. We sit at the matching ceremony and we're the only perfect match. There's one beam, but we don't know it's us. It could, we could okay. think it's Joe and Jack down the street or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. that's what kind of makes it a little more intense because people are like, oh, yay, we got five perfect matches. And it's like, but you don't know who the five people are. <laughs> and I guess that's so that you couldn't just keep choosing each other every time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's part of the strategy, It as you kind of see, as it kind of evolves over the seasons, people kind of create a strategy for trying to figure out, like, okay, if we seat these people together, then that'll rule out, like, that has to be them. It can't be yeah. the other people. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of strategy that goes on. However, as the seasons go on, basically they, uh, the show kind of like hijacks their strategy in a sense because mm-hmm. they introduce the blackout, which basically means if you have no perfect matches in your matching ceremony, then you'll lose prize money out of your group pot of money and it's a lot of money Mm. like I think one season it was $250,000 that you lose for a blackout and then seasons after that ended up being half of your money (laughs) $500,000 yeah so there's a lot more stress definitely with that one because you can kind of see like the first season they really use that to their advantage like oh we got no beams so we we know none of these people can sit together ever again Mm-hmm. And so that kind of, you know, I get why the show did that, but it's kind of dirty, you know, because it was like, oh, before we could, do, you know, I was on season one, this would be fine. They w- wanted to make it harder for you. <laughs> yeah, of course. They don't want you to beat the game. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. Um, and there have been a couple seasons that have been different. Like season seven doesn't have the competitions anymore, but they have more of like a. They call it a fate button. No rhyming there, unfortunately. But it's more of like a random generator will kind of like choose the group dates. Uh-huh. Um, which to me wasn't super interesting. I kind of found it more interesting whenever the people could choose. But one season did have, they had an extra girl. So that means that they had 21 people, still had 10 perfect, oh, well, they had 10 perfect matches because there was only one guy, but he had two girls that were his perfect match. Okay. So that was an extra layer of drama, as you know. Yes. And then finally, season eight, which is the last season, was called Come One, Come All. And I think they had 16 people, from what I remember. All of the contestants there would consider themselves bisexual. Oh. So unlike all the other seasons... They aren't tied down to just picking the opposite gender. So that made everything very interesting. Very, very different from the other seasons. Yeah, probably very complex. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. So yeah, that was really fun. All of the seasons are really entertaining. Obviously, I haven't seen season five because it wasn't on Paramount Plus. But Mm -hmm. all the other seasons were good. I liked, they've only had two hosts throughout the show and I like both of them. Ryan Devlin and Terrence J. Um, as far as the spinoff, 
I think you would love this. Obviously, I think you'd love this show anyway. Uh-huh. But. This... <laughs> it's up my alley <laughs> from what we know. <laughs> so the spinoff is called Are You the One? Second Chances. So it's a returning player season. Okay. All couples that either. I think all of them actually were perfect matches, but some of them like actually had a romantic connection. Some of them were friends. Some of them like hated each other. <laughs> mm-hmm. But. Mm-hmm. It's basically a mixture. So it's nothing like Are You the One before. It's more friend or foe (laughs) and the amazing race. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds great. So is it like friend or foe, like how Love Island is like friend or foe? Um, I'll get there. Okay. I feel like our conversations often lead back to friend or foe. (laughs) (laughs) It is weird how like Survivor has been friend or foe recently. Not Prisoner's Dilemma. Don't know what you're talking about. Friend or foe with Kennedy, okay? Yeah. (laughs) So all of the teams of two, of course, couples, are from seasons one through five. And they all start in Australia. Love it. Winner right there. The top three finishers of, well, they don't call them legs. They call them missions. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But the mission is to test how well they work together and their trust that they have between each other. The top three finishers of each mission earn money to go into their couple's bank account. And then the last couple to finish the mission loses half of their money in their bank. Plus, they go up for the choice, which is actually friend or foe. So, the friend or foe thing is a little complicated. The top three finishers earn the money, and the first place finisher is immune from elimination. The last couple loses half of their money, and they are up for elimination. That's what I meant to say. Um, And then the remaining couples vote for another couple to go into elimination. So... The couple who's nominated goes into the choice. Okay. And so if both people choose share, they stay in the money and keep playing. And the last team who finished the mission goes home. If one chooses steal, they take the entire bank, leaves the partner with nothing, and they both go home. The last couple stays. If they both choose steal, they both lose all of their money. The last couple stays in the game and they earn the money from the couple who chose steal. And they both go home? Yes. Both of the people who chose steal both go home and they have no money. And then their money goes to the last place team. Yeah. So, so you're hoping these people go and are selfish. So you Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so th- it was it was entertaining because of course they're going to add some sort of strategy or dramatic element. And so almost every single episode they're like you should steal. You absolutely <laughs> should steal. Oh and my gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're going to they're going to choose uh, exactly shared. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Even the ones that are like, "Oh, you must be so in love." And it's like, "Nah." <laughs> No. <laughs> so anyway, that was basically every single episode. And then the finale is three teams. And it was also really dramatic, like how they do the money. It was kind of confusing based on their placement. But the first place team, they have the money or whatever. And they go into the choice and decide if they're going to share, steal, whatever. And if they both end up stealing, all of their money goes to the second place team. Very interesting Super interesting people. I highly recommend watching it. The casting is really good, in my opinion. 
Of course, this does not include season five, so I have no opinion in that regard. But mm-hmm. actually, like, <laughs> it's, this is also really random. Um, I was watching a YouTube video on... I don't even remember what it was now, but he talked about, he referenced Are You The One and talked about how much he likes that show. It's apparently been a very successful show as far as getting couples together that are actually still together in in real life after the show. Uh Um, Some of them are like perfect matches from the show and then some of them are like they just met on their season and ended up together, so got together later that's what i was gonna ask was how what's the success rate like for some of these couples yeah i looked up which i mean it's been a few years since the show has been on so there's not a whole lot of talk anymore but i have seen some like for example there's a there's a couple from the first season who by like the second season you find out that they're pregnant and are getting married so oh wow they don't really talk a whole lot about it on the show other than like that couple but mm-hmm. from what i've seen there have been several couples who have made it so that's good yeah there's at least three people that i know of from mississippi wow that's a high percentage i know especially in comparison us. to survivor and the amazing race Yeah, and they're all, like, all three, I would say, are pretty significant players. Which, I mean, you get to know everybody on the show. Nobody goes home, like, Mm -hmm. on Survivor or whatever. So, Mm -hmm. anyway, yeah. Super fun show to watch. Um, Even if you're... I feel like this is a good show to maybe dip your toe into, like, romantic reality shows, you know? It's a Mm -hmm. little bit of strategy, a little bit of MTV drama, a little bit of romance, a little bit of inappropriate content all that stuff all mixed into one (laughs) which is what we love that's what what mtv does it's the gift that keeps on giving (laughs) it'll hit every sector that you could want that's right yeah i've seen advertisements over the years i want to say some seasons are on netflix maybe yes you're right i forgot to mention that yeah i think it's been one of those weird things where like they put, like, two seasons of Survivor, two seasons of The Challenge, yeah. two seasons of Are You the One? And, like, I don't know how often, but they'll, like, rotate it out to where it's, like, two different seasons. I don't know why they don't put all of them on there. I don't, I have no idea. It doesn't make sense to me how they pick and choose which seasons. Yeah, and I'm like, is this supposed to kind of, like, get people's feet wet? And then they're like, oh, I'm going to go get Paramount Plus because I want to binge all these other seasons. I don't know how that works. Maybe. I don't know either. Well, cool. Yeah, I recommend. Yeah, I really didn't know the premise or how it worked. This is my brand, so I really need to watch it. Yeah, I think you'd enjoy it. And it's fun because a lot of the people who are on the challenge came from Are You The One. Oh, that makes sense. Like how they pull from the other shows. Yes. So now their career is the challenge. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's interesting because I was thinking this, some of the elements sound like a romance version of the challenge. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. A less intense physically, I would say. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, you're right. This is a fun one to learn about. I'm going to have to check it out. Do you think it matters if you watch them in order? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think probably all the seasons are entertaining. I'll have to look back and see if there's one that I think is better than the other. (laughs) If you don't want to watch all of them. But yeah, I think they're all pretty good. I mean, the only reason, I guess, to not 
or to go in order is because some of the rules change over time, but that wouldn't really affect your viewing, I don't think. You could kind of catch on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I will check it out. Thank you for sharing. Are yes. you the one? A-Y-T-O. <laughs> That's right. We're getting technical here. <laughs> We're hip with the times. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'm excited to talk about MTV. This journey has been wonderful. Don't know if I'll go back to... I'm sure I'll probably will watch something on MTV and talk about it later. Yeah. But... If you are an MTV person or you're into Are You The One, definitely hit us up. And if you're into Game of Thrones, we definitely want to hear your thoughts on that. And if you're into theme park rides, (laughs) we want to know that too. We have a lot of... random... Yes, we have a lot of broad interests here. (laughs) See? what I say? It's all out of left field. (laughs) That's right. We try to hit everything. And you have, uh, you've covered a lot of MTV. You've did a, done a catfish episode. Oh, yeah, that's you right. Have, yeah, the challenge. Are you the one? Yeah, I love that. We have said since the beginning that we want to do, like, an MTV episode where we talk about, like, the old stuff that would come on MTV mm-hmm. that we grew up watching, so. Yeah, definitely. The MTV days are not over here. <laughs> that's true. Be prepared for future content. <laughs> It's exciting. <laughs> and let us know your favorite MTV stuff. Yes. Lots of good memories there, I think, from generations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, you can let us know your thoughts. We are on social media. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We have a Discord as well. And we have an email. So there are a lot of different avenues you can take here. All of those are in the show notes below. So you can check those out. While you're down there, I mean, might as well rate, review, and subscribe, I would say. Might as well. You know, lots of (laughs) platforms are out there are letting people rate, review, and subscribe. So it's a pretty positive thing. And if you have any mocktail recipes, definitely interested to hear those. Yes. We love a good mocktail, cocktail, food recipe, whatever you want to (laughs) share. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you choosing to listen to our episode. Uh, We appreciate it so much. And until next time, I'm Callan. And I'm Anna. Ten beams is ten perfect masses and one million dollars. You can leave with money and love.